Now today we're looking at sadness. And if you remember, we used a song from last week, uh, Because I'm Happy by Pharrell. That was the title, right, of last week's. And today we're going to look at sadness. Now sadness is actually one of the things that people write the most about. Um, in fact, uh, one of the things that I've learned in old school uh, music is that a lot of that old school music focuses on sadness or really sad feelings. Uh, in fact, some of the music uh, from the Caribbean, and I'm focusing on the island of Hispaniola, both Haiti and the Dominican Republic, bachata, a lot of the lyrics are really sad, right, when you understand it. And even uh, Haitian music called Tubadu, some of the lyrics there are really sad and talking about some of the things that they've enc uh, encountered in life. So when I was choosing a song title that would encapsulate the message this week, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's so many songs about sadness. Uh, but one really stuck out to me, like really hardcore. And it was actually the song, and some of y'all are going to throw your head back and go, ugh. It was a song, Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton. Uh, it came out in the 90s. And everything about that song, like everything about it, evoked this sad, yearning feeling. The lyrics, the old school R&B uh, ballad sense of it. Even her vocals, like she was known for that deep, like that deep, vocal tone in her voice. I'm not going to sing the lyrics, y'all. I'm not going to do that to you right now, not on Sunday. But that song really encapsulates, to me, what I think sadness looks like. So the title of today's message is actually called Unbreak My Heart When Sadness Sin. Sadness is one of the first emotions that kids identify with really early on. By two years old, our eldest was able to identify, identify sadness. So she would come up to us and be like, Dada, I'm sad. And just come up to us and do that. Now, let me tell you, she was often sad when we didn't do something that she wanted us to do. If we didn't let her watch more YouTube, Coco Melon's her favorite show, she could watch that all day. If we didn't give her more crackers or more cookies or whatever, she would come up to us and go, I'm sad. And we'd be like, okay, you're sad. But then there were other times where she would just come and put her head on our laps and say, Dada, I'm sad. And we would know the difference. Now, we don't know why she was sad. She was two years old. She does a better job now communicating, but she was two years old. We couldn't understand what really made her sad, but we know that she felt something. Sometimes she was able to talk about it. Sometimes she wasn't. But she did. And sadness has varying degrees and levels. In fact, the English language doesn't do sadness justice because... We take the word sadness and apply it to many different things. And the same thing for, you know, the word love. We do the same thing in the English language. In other languages, there's many ways to describe sadness. Because there's a spectrum of sadness that people feel. So for today's purposes, it's important that we 
we all develop a mutual understanding of what sadness is. And sadness is an emotional pain associated with or characterized by feelings of disadvantage, loss, despair, grief, helplessness, disappointment, and or sorrow. Sometimes it is hard for us to describe sadness. And like my daughter, sometimes we can't put to words what we feel, but we know what it feels like. Sadness does something to us that many emotions don't do. Sadness can have this immobilizing trait that weighs us down. And I wanna, I wanna bring home the first thing about sadness. Sadness is a feeling that can sometimes stop us in our tracks. Sadness has this, this interesting way of impacting us. Think about a time that y'all been sad. Like, take five seconds. Think about a time that you remember being really sad. Maybe it was a period of your life, right? Maybe there's varying degrees of sadness like we already talked about. For some people, it's about being disconnected from loved ones and relationships. And this is a big one right now as we continue to navigate the pandemic. I mean, the end is in sight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. However, despite the fact that the end is in sight, I just want to hang out with people. Right? I don't want to have to worry about when I'm... Uh, have, they, have they gotten vaccinated? Uh, have, have they been sick? Have I been somewhere? Where's my mat? How many of us has left a mask behind and we got to go back into the house and get a mask because we don't have any masks in our car? And there's a true sense of people feeling which has led to a level of sadness. And depending on where you fall, you may feel that sadness in many different ways. And for some people, it's more difficult for them to deal with sadness. For some people, they find ways to deal with it that they, they can hold on to and that feels satisfactory. No matter what brings sadness into your life, it often as a way of stopping you dead where you are and makes you feel as if there is nothing you can do about it. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Sadness is one of those feelings that I really just don't like to feel. And sadness is one of the few emotions that when I'm walking through, gets stuck in my head. There are times where, and, and, and if you're with me, walk with me here. There are times where I can be sad for 20 minutes and move on. There are other times where I feel like that sadness just takes over my body and I don't know what to do with it. Where are you this morning as we think about sadness? Where are you this morning as you struggle with the sadness that you feel? Listen to Psalm 13, verse 2. Listen to what David says. How long must I struggle with my thoughts? How long must my thoughts be sad? Yea. 
after day. You see, this is David, the man after God's own heart, the very man who, who many people ascribe to be, the very man that in the Jewish religion, in the Jewish faith, the star is named after him. He's supposed to be the pinnacle of what it means to be a follower or to be a child of God, and yet he is talking about the degree of sadness that has seemed to take in over his existence. Y'all, is a normal capacity for us to struggle with feelings of sadness and for it to feel like we're being suffocated. Even if it's only for a moment. Even sometimes, so that sadness shows up when we feel like we have to do the right thing, but connected to doing the right thing is a sense of loss that we don't want to experience. And because of that, we feel sad. Let me make this clear to you. That surface feeling of sadness that you might feel is not just sadness. There are other emotions connected that are deeper than just sadness. Right? Think about a time that, I'm going to use an example. Have you ever applied for a job and you were really excited for that job and then all of a sudden you get that phone call that you didn't get the job? It opens up a floodgate of emotions. You may feel sad, but there are reasons as to why you feel sad. Well, I'm sad because the job was my dream job and I was really looking forward to it and I'm, I feel disappointed because I didn't get the job. Or I'm worried because I have bills that gotta get paid. I gotta pay my student loans. I gotta make sure that I do what I gotta do. And this job was supposed to help me get there. And now that I don't have this job, I'm sad because I'm worried of what my future is gonna look like. I'm confused because the interviews went well. I smiled, I said everything right, I spoke the right way, I carried myself the right way, and I thought we had a vibe. And all of a sudden, they call me and they say, no, what did I do wrong? And they can't even tell me what I did wrong, I'm confused. I feel sad because I'm confused. You see, it is normal for us to feel stuck and preoccupied and confused during the moments of sadness or brokenheartedness. Sadness is meant to be expressed. So I'm going to say something that we don't say enough in the church. Don't hold in feelings of sadness or brokenheartedness. Instead, express them and walk through them. Remember, when we feel moments of sadness, our gut is to fight them, disregard them to minimize them, to diminish them, to ignore them, to mute them. But God knitted you with the capacity to feel all the feelings. And in the same way, you are designed to feel happiness and excitement. You also feel the opposite feelings of sadness, disappointment, or brokenheartedness. In fact, let me, let me get here. The Bible is loaded with examples of people who experience sadness. The book of Lamentations 
is an entire book of the Bible dedicated to the people of Israel expressing their sadness, their grief, their sorrow about their circumstances, about the destruction of, of Jerusalem. In fact, the title Lamentations to Lament literally means an outward display of grief, sorrow, or weeping. Remember, when we first started Radiate back in 2020, we had a series where, called What a Time to Be Alive, and we focused on Esther. Do y'all remember Mordecai's expression when he realized that he and his people were in trouble? There was an expression of sadness, of grief, of sorrow. The Bible even tells us that he put on sackcloth which was a cultural representation, a cultural expression of when somebody was in grief, mourning, or deep sadness. Y'all, even Jesus mourns because of the circumstances regarding the death of Lazarus. The Bible says that Jesus wept. There was an outward expression of sadness. So with this understanding, if we are going to be emotionally healthy people, if we are going to be people that are, that are whole in our moments of sadness, in our moments of brokenheartedness and grief, let me tell you, it is biblically okay for you to express sadness. It doesn't make you less of a Christian. It doesn't make you less of a believer. It doesn't make you uh, someone who doesn't have enough faith. We are allowed to feel sad. Tell yourself that this morning. If you're listening, wherever you are, it's okay for me to feel sad. It's okay for me to have moments of grief. It's okay for me to have sorrow. Say this, I'm allowed to feel sad. I'm allowed to feel sad. This is important because you're allowed to feel sad because sadness doesn't last forever. Sadness, like all other emotions, doesn't last forever. Sadness kind of feels like a cloud that sometimes is overhead that you can't see past. And sometimes when we feel sad, it is as if nothing else matters. That overwhelming feeling of sorrow or brokenness may not last just a moment, it could last a long time. And for some people, it feels like it lasts a lifetime, which we will talk about at another point. If sadness lasts for a while, it has a funny way of stopping us from enjoying parts of life that God designed for us to enjoy. Going back to music, there's a song that was written called Dreaming with a Broken Heart. 
And the artist talks about how it feels as he goes through every day, not wanting to wake up or feeling like he gave up and the sadness that overwhelms him as a result. And he replays over and over in his mind what could have been or what should have been. Sometimes it feels as if the sadness that you feel is a never-ending dream or even worse, a never-ending nightmare. Listen to Lamentations chapter 3, verse 49 through 50. It says in this, listen, listen to what the Bible says. Tears will never stop flowing from my eyes. My eyes cannot get any rest. I weep until the Lord looks down from me, looks down from heaven. I'll cry until he notices my tears. The sadness that we feel, whether we realize it or not, can become the center of our lives. But even in the midst of that brokenheartedness, we must remember Though sometimes strong, sadness is short-lived. Though sometimes weighty, sadness is short-lived. Sometimes heavy, sadness is short-lived. Just like happiness, as I said before, it's not supposed to last forever. It's supposed to be for a season in our lives. Not the remainder of our lives. Oh, this is for somebody listening right now. Sadness is for, supposed to be for a season in our lives, not the remainder of our lives. When we are consumed by the, or preoccupied by the circumstances that make us sad, we must remember this too shall pass. The cyclical nature of life means that as we journey, we are undoubtedly going to have moments where we have to endure things that break us, endure things that hurt us, endure things that pain us, endure things that sadden us, that wound us. Listen to Ecclesiastes 3, which we talked about last week. There is a time to weep, and there is a time to mourn. All of these things lend themselves to the understanding that our sadness will end and will stop. So while we endure our sadness, as we journey through it, let us also remember 
that God is near us and he is with us. Remember, God is with you and God is near you as you journey through your moment of sadness. As we read already in Psalm, in our, in our reading in our, from Psalm 34, it says at verse 18, the Lord is close with those whose hearts have been broken. You hear that? You understand that? Can you take that in? In your moment of sadness, God is not distant. He is near you and he is with you. What does that mean? He is near you and he is with you. What that means is he is in proximity, close proximity to you. He is close by you. He sees what is happening. He understands and he is with you. God being with you is a compassion. That means that he not only is next to you, but he walks with you in that moment. There is a companionship that God is joined with as you are walking through your moment of sadness. When David cries out in Psalm 6, the Lord hears his cry and accepts him. And when Jesus walks through the earth and meets people who are stricken with sadness, the Bible tells us often that he had compassion towards them. Your sadness does not cause God to drift away. In fact, during your moments of sadness, God wants to be closer to you and is closest to, closer to you than you may realize. His presence is with you even when you are in grief and in deep depths. God's presence is still near and it is during these times that we have to trust that he is close by even when things are unclear. Because when we trust that God is close by, even as we feel what we feel, we have the opportunity for a change in perspective. And this is what I want you to walk away with today. If there's anything else that you can walk away with, sadness, sadness often offers us the opportunity for a change in perspective. Mm. Think about that. God has a way of allowing us to go through sadness and that sadness being a vehicle for shifting the way that we think. Oftentimes, when we move through circumstances that break our hearts, the way that we see God and the way that we interact with God can be shifted within that process. Think about yourself. Have you ever been in a circumstance in your life, like we talked about, that you were just going through it and it was difficult and you were disappointed and, and broken and hurt? And at some point, maybe it was in the beginning, maybe it was towards the middle, maybe it was at the end, you have this eye-opening transformative shift in your perspective that changes you. 
It doesn't change the circumstance. It doesn't change what you are facing, but it changes how you approach it and your perspective shifts. There's a mental phenomenon that happens with people as their perspective shifts. We begin to, we begin to keep track of the things or account for the things that we lost count of or didn't focus on before. So about a month or so ago, my wife lost a family member and during that time, she shared about an experience and she, and she said to me, like, when, when I lost them, when they, when they passed, something shifted. Something changed. And the things that, that, that used to bother me, I'm not going to let them bother me anymore. The things that I didn't take account of or I didn't stress or didn't find importance in, those things have shifted for me. Let's go back to Lamentations 3, verse 20 and 24. It says this very clearly. I remember it very well. He's talking about this sadness. I remember it very well. My spirit is very sad deep down inside of me. But here is something else I remember, and it gives me hope. Listen up. Woo, listen here. While in the situation, I felt that sadness... But something occurred to me, and I remembered something. I learned something. I realized something. In the moment of sadness that we encountered, there was an experience, there was a shift in perspective that caused me to recognize something right here and right now. Listen to verse 22. The Lord loves us very much. We haven't been completely destroyed. Listen here, y'all. We haven't been completely destroyed. His loving concern for us never fails. Even though I am sad, even though I have experienced this, even though there are these feelings that maybe I haven't gotten over just yet, I have to remember that God has not forgotten me. He's still concerned with me. He still loves me. His great love is new every morning. How faithful are you? I say to myself, the Lord is everything I need. So I put my hope in him. Listen, y'all. When the writer came to the place, when, when the person who wrote this came to the place of understanding... That even in the midst of their sorrow, God was with them and God hadn't forgotten about them. Their perspective shifted. Sometimes in our moment of sadness, we believe that God has forgotten us. We believe that God has forsaken us. We believe that God has left us to the side. But let me tell you something. He's still concerned about you. He still loves you. He's still there for you. Even in the midst of your sadness, not only is he near you, not only is he with you, 
what he is concerned for what you experiencing, what you are experiencing. And as a result, when our perspective shifts, we are able to find hope in God again. Let me say that one more time. When we experience a shift in our perspective, we are then able to find our hope in God. When we understand that God is still with us, near us, walks with us, loves us, concerned with us, and still wants the best for us despite what we are feeling, we experience a shift in perspective and we can find the hope in who he is. You see, if you are venturing through sadness this morning, ask yourself the question, are you having the wrong perspective that makes you continue to wallow in that sadness? The Bible says something clear about how God moves, and we're coming to the end. His methods and his ways are different from ours. So when we experience God, and let's talk about this, stay with me right here real quick. How many times do we question God when we're in our periods of sadness? How many times do we ask God, yo, God, you know what you're doing? Like, do you even understand what, we're go what I'm going through? Do you, do you, Lord, I see everything that's happening here. And I think that you got everything mixed up. I think the way that life is going, Father, you, you missed a step. You missed something. How many times have we blamed our sadness on God and we've said, God, if only you blank. If only you fill it in for yourself. We have to remember that God does things differently from how we expect. And even during the periods that we are sad, his character and his faithfulness remains. And because of that, even in our sadness, as they said, as our worship team said earlier this morning, even when we can't see it, we must believe that you are working all things for our good. Now understand this, you are, and Vanessa said this earlier in the year, he is working all things for our good according to his purpose. He is working all things for our good, not according to what we see, but according to what he knows and understands to be. And the Bible then says this in Isaiah 55, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. So in the same way that I am higher, that heaven is higher than you, you must believe that my ways are higher than what you think you need to do. Higher than what you think should have happened. Higher than what you think should have occurred. Higher than what you think I should have done. To close, I remember an instance in my life that I was really sad with an outcome. Uh, and again, Vanessa spoke about this earlier in the year. 
In 2013, I was looking for a new job. My current job, and I think I talked about this earlier too, was driving me nuts, like bonkers. And I felt like I couldn't authentically live as a Christian anymore because I was gonna do something or say something in my flesh. Like that's literally where it came down to. So I was in this weird place of God, I need a new beginning. Like I need something, I don't wanna do something wrong, I need a new beginning. So I'm looking for this new job and I found this job that I thought I was really gonna like. So I go through all the interviews and y'all know, you, you know the process. You know when you go for the first interview and you get that call back, you're like, oh, okay, all right. And then you go for the second interview and then you get the next call back. You're like, oh, here we go. So like, I go through three interviews and I'm excited because I think I'm gonna get this job. And then they go silent, radio silent. And then I find out a couple of weeks later that I didn't get the job. So I went from being really excited to feeling heartbroken. I was really sad because I was looking towards something brand new. I was looking for a new start. I didn't want to deal with what I was dealing with. And now I had to wait a little while longer. And I was just like, God, come on. And in the midst of that, I had to remember that God was with me even in my, in my sadness. And God offered me a new perspective that shifted the way that I felt about that job. And I was reminded that God is working everything out for my good. You see, as I look back at that period, I have come to an understanding. If God had allowed for me to take that particular job, I wouldn't be where I am today with other experiences that have fulfilled my life because I would have still been in that position. And I would have missed out on certain blessings, certain opportunities. God lined up certain things and certain jobs, certain experiences to be just right. And I am convinced that if I worked for the other job, I might have missed my life's calling. And looking back at it, that period of sadness taught me a lesson. God said to me, Brother, you may not understand me, but I got you. Remember, as you're sad, I'm with you. And I'm working everything out for you. Because I know what's going to happen in the end. As you walk through a period of sadness in your life, or as you reflect on periods of sadness, Find hope in the fact that God is still with you. The sadness doesn't last forever. And even though you can't see it, he is working all things. Not one thing, not two things, not a hundred things. All things for your good and for his purpose.